0: what's up youth young adults it's your pastor pastor john i'm just so excited you're back here on our youtube channel man first of all you made it here you made it i mean you tuned in uh last week was our first time ever doing this and man the feedback has been amazing thank you so much all of you for sharing subscribing i think we went up like 200 subscribers in a matter of a couple days so thank you so much for responding promoting and putting jesus first in these different times. I uh, just want to welcome back to church and I want to welcome any first-time guests watching with us today. Well, I want to let you know first of all, we are a church for you. The reason why we're here in this video, the reason why you're listening to this platform and not usually a church venue or a church room, uh, obviously is because of uh, us being just being obedient to you know our government officials, but we're also here to bring you the gospel. And we want to let you know we love you, Welcome back. This is a church that is for you. We think about you. We pray about you. We strategize how to reach people like you. Um, so we're just excited you're here to all of our guests watching and to the church. Welcome back. Let's get into it. I've got a message. Um, I'm super excited to preach. I got a message that is straight, you know, from I, I really believe like from culture today. What what is what does God have to say to the culture today? What does God have to say to you and I today? Uh, In in these different times, Uh, again, I just want to let you know, we're a church for you. We're thinking about you. We're praying for you. Before we do anything, I I just want to let you know uh, that we're going to be doing these videos a lot more often. Um, Before we get into the message, uh, I just want to encourage you, stay tuned in. Stay plugged in. Subscribe, share, do your part, and we can all move this uh, forward together. I want to preach with you on an idea I've called The Table the table you can put that at the top of your notes that's the title of my message again this idea came from uh, the book of luke chapter 22 uh so this is like the 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 later part of jesus's life and ministry uh that's kind of what's going on here in luke it's actually jesus last moments with his disciples uh and what's interesting is that you know just two weeks ago on, on tuesday night We had our Holy Communion service. It was a 360 setup. I mean, we felt such an amazing presence of God in that place. And what's funny is that that night, we actually preached on the idea of communion and how Jesus didn't just do it on a random night that there was food available. It was actually the Passover that was taking place. And he, right there in that moment in the communion night, he actually centralized the Passover to, to, to actually be a symbol of himself. Um, and And that, and that idea... It's kind of wrapped into this one. It's amazing how God does that. That idea that that in the last night, what Jesus decides to do is to do communion. It, it, it's the most painted uh, piece of artwork in human history, by the way. This moment, Jesus's last night with his disciples yes we know his disciples uh 12 of them not all of them you know were were great people they actually have crazy backgrounds God uses the nobodies God uses you know the people that no one would think would ever be saved he uses them to to show himself to 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 the world and to say hey I'm actually big enough to use people that you think that are little enough that are that are less than that they can't I actually Call the unqualified is what God, what well, He shows us with His disciples, and and on this night with people that He loves and and people that he, he He's teaching, and and they're not all great. And this night, you know, and you can read um on your own time. Just read the chapter Luke twenty-two. What's happening here is that Jesus starts talking about the things that are going to unfold. It's his last night with his disciples, like before everything's about to go down he knows he's going to be taken into the hands of of the government officials he knows he's going to be whipped he knows he's going to be beaten he knows he's actually going to have to die before this moment he's with the disciples and 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 actually right before they take him he, he literally prays god this is your will and i know what's what's about to come and if there's any other way to do this just provide a way for me and the bible says that an angel came down and descended and And actually gave him protection and and gave him comfort and gave him the spirit. You see, you and I, friends, we talked about suffering well. We need to understand that Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice for everything we need. He he actually takes our place. And what's funny is that in this night where all this is about to go down, he decides to be at the table with disciples. He decides in his last moments... That he knows is going to happen think about last words like i think those are those are very important words in somebody's life you've gone your whole life you've gone through every stage of life you've lived you've experienced you've loved you've lost and now you're at your deathbed. and, and right here in this place your last words how important is a man's last words that you've experienced everything you've experienced and you know you're about to go to another dimension and you have words to say right before you leave this earth. You have something to leave behind, some, some piece of wisdom, just some piece of something you need to get off your chest and off your heart, something that is a, a completed thought. I'm, I'm telling you, what you do before you fall away, before you change dimensions, it's important to you. And Jesus says, I want to actually gather these guys at the table. It says in Luke 22, verse 14, it says, When the hour came, so the hour it it came, this is the moment. He knows it. Jesus isn't surprised. I'm telling you, suffering and pain does not catch God by surprise. He knows it's coming. The hour came. Jesus and his apostles, it says, reclined at the table. Think about, rec- think about when you notice that somebody's been driving your car. You ever notice someone was in your car because your seat's a little different? You know what I mean? You just notice, it's a, it's not, I'm not usually this front, you know? I'm usually a bit, I'm a little bit reclined, you know? I, I, I sit back. You ever, like, just notice the chair you're sitting on can actually recline? Isn't that the best moment of your life? When you're like, this thing goes back, what? Or like when you're at the movie theater and you accidentally get a recline uh, chair, you had no idea. This was just Jesus doing at the disciples, with the disciples at the table. The Bible says he reclines at the table. He sits back. Like, this is a moment that he's decided to have before he goes. And he's chilling at the table. Like, he's hanging out with buddies. Like, I don't know how spiritual you see Jesus, but remember that he's all God and all man and he decides in this moment to bring those two worlds together. I'm going to show you something so extreme, so radical, so, something amazing that will change your life by communion. But I'm going to do it in a way that's just so natural, that's just so familiar, just being at the table, just being together. To, I want to encourage you. Listen, Jesus invites us to his table. Jesus invites us to his table. Why a table? I think that's what this message should be about. Why is it a table? Why is it a table that, that Jesus sends us to, that Jesus calls us to, is to a table? And this, here's what's amazing, right? Because, like, never in American history, and in, in, in kind of quite like how it's going on now, has America been forced to be at the table? I mean, I, I want to say forced due to everything going on. But I'm telling you, church, I'm prophetically speaking into this. That God's going to use this to strengthen his church, to strengthen his body. And and, and I promise you, it's going to start at the table. it's going to start with the family. Why a table? Because a table unites us. We gather at a table. Just think about gathering. Yeah, the church isn't gathering anymore, but we're still gathering at the table. Every time you get to be with your family at the table, your friends, just, you know, distant relatives. Every time you get to be at the table, you're gathering once again. It may not be in a large way, but a small way is still a large impact in my life. Even if it's smaller, does not take the power out of it, does not take the healing out of it, does not take the anointing out of it. it God can do something right here in this small group. And, and God's what he's going to do, he's going to take us smaller to make us stronger. We all are at a table. You see, what do you associate the table with? With laughter conversations, hanging out. I mean, Jesus is reclined at the table. Like, there's nothing more chill than a dude who just ate and just, like, just chilled back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's not, there's not a worry in the world to that guy, right? That, that's what happens at the table. Relationships are built at the table. Uh, this is when you, like, really notice that there's an elephant in the room. That's when everyone actually stops moving and sits at the table. It's where you have serious conversations. I mean, imagine a table, everyone with their phones out. Uh, That's not a table at all. That's not a social gathering at all. I mean, I know a lot of families, when they go out to eat now, they kind of have, like, a table box or, like, a table stack. and, And whoever touches their phone first has to, like, pay for the bill. Like, it's just a lot of cool ways families are, you know, trying to incorporate, like, fun and, like, competition, like, betting into actually paying attention to the people that are around you. We're trying to find cool and fun ways to promote people, to actually have respect, to look at the person across the table. It's amazing what we're doing today, but, but, but God is so simple and so complex. It's, it's paradoxical. He calls us to be a family, to be united at a table, to face each other, give each other your, your focus, attention, respect, honor. To call someone at the table is a, is a call for humility. It's much easier to get out and run. It's much harder to stay and sit. And I don't know about you, but moments at the table, I just feel like, man, there's some things we need to talk about. That's when you feel the elephant in the room most ever in your life is when you're around people you need to talk to. Not even around people, when you're at a table with people you need to talk to. Because that could be around you, but when we're at the table, that provokes what? Intimacy, conversation. It provokes a bunch of stuff within us, and that's why Jesus, in his last moments, he says, listen, I'm going to use this to send a symbol, to send a message. I'm going to use this to change people. Let me encourage you. Listen, God is strengthening your home. God is uniting your family. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 21, you cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. And it's a little harsh, but let's really look at this. Because you and I are seated at a table. It's either the Lord's table or a different looking ta- kind of table, but we're seated somewhere. <laughs> we're all at a table, church. You're either at a table of fear. You're either at a table of worry. You're either at a table of selfishness and sin and addiction. Or you and I choose to seat at God's table. We're all seated somewhere. And in 1 Corinthians, he's saying, listen, you can't partake in this table and hop to the next one and hop to this one and hop to that one. I'd even deny the fact that you invite God to your table. You don't invite God to your table. Jesus is not a guest to your table. That's why some of us end up eating the wrong things because we got different people cooking the wrong things to a table that we've created and a lifestyle. We're trying to add Jesus to the table. We're trying to have different things things that are destroying us around the same table and we're like jesus you're big enough to destroy that jesus says no i'm big enough to to not even sit at your table that's not how you sit at my table yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't sit at your table and in first corinthians it's so clear you can't partake in the table of god and the table of demons you you, you don't add god to your meal he's your meal yes, god. he's not a, a guest in your party He's running the party, and you're invited. He invites you to the table. I mean, what we do every week at church is spiritually, we're inviting people back to the table. We're calling people back to the table to experience a God that loves them, a God that's so holy, yet so humble to even sit with you at the table. I mean, in royalty, kings do not sit next to peasants at the table. It does not work that way. It just—that's not how it functions. Yet you would not have a God so holy, yet so humble. Highest form of authority functioning in the lowest way. It's complex, but it's—it's it's amazing, and it—and it—it and it lures us in. It's like His mercy leads us to like repentance and kindness, and and to like a life you've never seen because He's so great and holy, yet so graceful and humble, and calls you to the table that you and I will get right with the Lord. Cause you and your family to meet at tables. And think about the Passover, how the Passover spirit, the, the spirit of death was to go over a village, but all those during the Passover feast who had blood on the door frame, the, the spirit of death wouldn't pass through and destroy their family. He would just move on. And, and I really believe this. This is another message for another day that God's mercy also comes with God's justice. And, and whose side are you on? You cannot be sitting at God's table and still act like you're at His table when you're sitting at someone else's table. So it's just—I love the way First Corinthians places it. We're seated at God's table. Luke twenty-two, verse thirty says, "That you may eat and drink at My table in My kingdom and sit on thrones, that you be able to sit in My kingdom." Sit at my table, be in my kingdom, and rule over some things because I've given you responsibility. But here's the thing. What happens when you're sitting at a table and it gets too loud? Um, I don't know about you. Have you ever just been in a room where you felt like the room just started getting way too loud for no reason? Like, okay, guys, we're getting a little too—we're all just trying to one-up each other in volume and I can't even hear myself think. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's all right, guys. We can lower it down. Like, what happens when the table got sets for you? It's getting a little noisy. Well, I mean, have you ever, like, ever experienced, like, really good noise-canceling headphones? I think the Airp- AirPods Pro are trying to get better at that. I remember the first time I really experienced that. It was with Beats headphones. Do you guys remember Beats? I sound old. Do you remember Beats? Uh, when the Beats, the studios first came out. I remember hearing, like, my favorite song at the time. I think it was, like, Racks on Racks on Racks. I remember hearing it on the Beat's headphone. And, like, I remember my friends looking at me, like, trying to talk. And I'm like, I can't hear, like, the first time I experienced that, it was the the best experience. Like, noise canceling. Like, wait, I don't even hear, like, like, a sudden, like, music even playing around me. Like, what's even crazy is when they can't hear the music you're playing, like, is that noise canceling? And and here's the thing. Like, God sets a table before us, and sometimes it gets a little noisy at the table. Sometimes it gets a little loud at the table. But God is giving us the ability to focus in on his voice and to cancel out the noise and say, wait a minute. I hear, I, I could focus. I'm giving you honor, respect, and humility to actually get down and lean into what you're saying. And God's like, yo, sit down. Sit back, unite with me, and I'll show you how to block the noise. It says in Psalms 23, verse 5, very famous verse, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So God's like seeing your enemies and he's giving you a seat. Like picture it, picture it. Like you walk in to a room and your enemies are all over the room. In the middle of the room with all your enemies, there's a table and God's like, hey, yeah, I set a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And you're like, okay, God, what am I supposed to do, flip it? Because I've seen, you know, Jesus, you flipped the table once in the Bible. I, you know, I read the Bible once, and i seen that Jesus flipped the tables because he was mad. So obviously, if my enemies are here, i got to send a message. You know what I'm saying? So what do you want me to do? You want me to flip it just like you want me to flip? And Jesus is like, no, I'm calling you to sit at my table. So do, you want me to, do you want me to dance on the table? Because I, I got really good dance moves. I know this is a moment to show my gifts, God. My enemies are there. I know it's a moment to show off. You want me to dance on the table? You ever been to, like Opa? You ever been there, you dance on the tables, going crazy? God's I like, know I want you to sit at the table. Oh, God, you, don't, you sure you don't want me? You sure you don't want me to fight at the table? Because my enemies are there. And ooh, I know, I know you've been setting me up. To set somebody up. You know what I'm saying? I I know you've been been making a way for me to let my anger out. So it just makes sense. If this is your table and those are my enemies, I'm supposed to fight. And God's like, no, you're actually called to sit down. That's my table. In the middle of your enemies. You don't even have to fight. I love that, how God sometimes doesn't give us a sword, but he gives us a seat. Yes, he's giving you his word, <laughs> the sword, but notice that he also gives you a seat yes, at the table in the presence of your enemies. i tell you this much, sitting in God's purpose is much greater for me than swinging a sword out of God's will. That For me, I'd much rather sit in a godly way than to swing a sword in a way that does not honor my father. Most times, instead of reacting in a way that doesn't show the world who Jesus is, some, you know, you and I, friend, like, this is why my biggest goal for you is to have a life-giving relationship with Jesus. It's to say, you know what, he's the, the center the center of my life. Because when you read verses, when you come, a, come across scripture like this and it doesn't challenge you, that the word's not working. It has to challenge you. It has to go in one way and come out another way. It has to reform you, reshape you. You have to let it hit not just your heart, but your mind and your soul. And that with your strength, you may live, walk, and be the church of Jesus in the world around you. So God is like, I'm setting this this table for you in the presence of your enemies. It's going to get loud. Don't flip the table. Don't stand on it. Don't dance on it. Don't even fight. Don't bring a sword. I'm asking you to be humble and sit. Just be like me. Because in my last moments, I decided to sit with you and let you know that things were about to get weird. But what we have is much greater than what we go through. And God's like, listen, I I got the heavenly beats. Come on, somebody. I can block the noise, if you know what I mean. It, It might be noisy. And what I notice is this, that... Oftentimes, it's getting noisy. It's because the enemy. Really, what's happening? He's getting noisy. He has to get louder with his lies. As I get closer to Jesus, he has to get louder with his lies, with his with his, his schemes, the, the temptation. He has to, it has to come at a greater form when I'm going after a great God. And 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 what I, what I what I've often experienced is that the table gets loud because the enemy's far. But God whispers, because he's so close to you at the table it's loud because the enemy is so far although he's there and and yeah i'm not denying the enemy he's like he he's you know th- we, we we don't fight against flesh and blood but like dark forces and spiritual so this there's a spiritual element to this but understand me friend he's only yelling because he has no power over you it's only loud because he's far away from you but god whispers because he is so close to you he's so around you he's so aware and he invites you to un- unity, family, relationship, and to growth. And he says, I'm inviting you to sit at the table. It says, as we read this verse, just want to finish it off. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. I know what I'm going into. I know I'm very aware of it. I'm, I'm, I'm not, it's not catching me by surprise. What I want to do before I go out is really just connect with you, hang out with you, be reclined at the table with you and, and, and show you something that this world can never offer. It's peace, it's love, it's joy, it's acceptance into this family. Listen, church, let me remind you, you're accepted and invited into the family. Of this kingdom that we're part of it's, it's just he opens a table up and he says whoever you are whatever you look like wherever you come from whatever you've done you have a seat here i'm inviting you to the table like what our lives should look like after this is putting not jesus in our table but putting ourselves seating ourselves at the table that god has placed in front of us and may it noisy we may see opposition we may even see pain But God is going to unite us and make us stronger. He's going to bring us back home to his intention. You see, I really believe America and beyond. We're in a moment where God's just going to strengthen your family right in your house. Because we're not going to see the table as anything less than something that will grow us, something that will challenge us, and something that will unite us back to the Father. I hope you've been blessed by this message. Again, I'm excited for what God is doing in your life. Church, these are different times, but man, God is moving in different ways. And and, and I'm not saying that, you know, this is a moment to, to sit back and not do nothing. This is a moment to sit back and also lean into the moment that God has given you with your family, with your friends, with your influences. Continue to be wise. Continue to be a good steward of what God's given you. Continue to be laser beam focused on what God is doing all around you. Friends and family, look at the table and understand that God has set it before you, that he's in charge, that He is in control, that he goes ahead of you, and he's paved the way for you. He will give you his spirit. He will give you his promise. He will continue to comfort you and your family through this very different time. I want to just end on this prayer all over, all three campuses, every youth, every young adult. Let's pray together. God, we thank you so much for inviting us to this table. God, we want to honor you and thank you and put you back on your throne, God, because we don't add you to our table. We are a part of yours. We say yes to your will. We say yes to your plan and purpose over our lives. God, I know in these different times, you're strengthening the church. You're using me to strengthen my family, God. You're using me as a vessel to stand up while so many people are stepping back. We're going to lean into these moments and say, God, you want me to be a vessel and how you're going to strengthen, deliver, and unite my family. God, we're called into this family. You've called us by name. And God, I know a lot of people watching would not, if they, if they were honest, confess to you as Lord and Savior. And if they wanted to do that, that it would just be a prayer that it would just come out of their mouth and say, God, I put you back on the throne. I confess you as Lord, and I will follow you with all my heart, mind, and soul. God, I well, thank you for allowing us to tune again. We love you and we thank you. Amen. What an amazing time with you guys today. Um, Again, every single week, we're coming back with more content. Stay tuned. Stay connected. Follow us. Share us on all the socials. Make sure you get this video to your friends and family. We love you so much. New birth. Stay connected. Love you. See you next time.